0: Hey there, I'm Amy Walter, co-host of The Takeaway. In the Politics Brief podcast, you'll hear the best segments from all the different WNYC shows covering the 2018 elections. It's the sharpest, most timely talk, analysis, and original reporting from shows like On the Media, The Brian Lehrer Show, and of course, The Takeaway. Also from the WNYC Newsroom, which is tracking key races in New York and New Jersey. The stakes are high, and we want you to have the information you need. It's what we do. Welcome to Politics Brief from WNYC.
1: It's the Brian Lehrer Show on WNYC. Good morning, everyone. Well, you've heard the news. Now is a tag to the news. Back with us is Andy Borowitz, who writes the satirical Borowitz report for The New Yorker. A new Borowitz Report headline just out this morning, for example, tells us that Donald Trump is dispatching Sarah Huckabee Sanders to Saudi Arabia to help that government with something. Uh, So, Andy, hi. Welcome back to WNYC.
0: Thanks for having me, Brian. How are you?
1: Good. How can Sarah Huckabee Sanders help the Saudis?
0: Her help is going to be crucial at this moment because um, apparently what has evolved here is that Donald Trump was not at all happy with the quality of the lies coming out of the Saudi royal family. And he, he's very concerned about the lack of lying infrastructure um, in Saudi Arabia. Because you have to keep in mind, uh, in Saudi Arabia, you don't have a free press. And so you don't have that daily experience of lying to the press and brutalizing members of the press corps the way somebody like Sarah Huckabee Sanders has, has done. So he's, it's, it's sort of, um, a very essential kind of lying support and advice mission that she's on. She's going to be working with MBS. You're familiar with him, of course, crown prince Mohammed bin Salman. Um, she's going to be working with him, uh, to try to up his lying game. She apparently in the early meetings was horrified that his lying, uh, his lying ability really is, is barely rudimentary. That's what he, she, she says the learning curve is going to be very steep.
1: You would think someone in, in his position would be, would be better at that skill. I, I also see in your Borowitz report, Dispatch, today um, that Trump is dispatching the National Guard, not to a place where we often hear about it, right?
0: Um, yeah, that's actually um, that's an interesting story. He, um, he's dispatching them to his um, accountant's office actually, because um, there's been a lot. of, It's been a very, you know, we've been so obsessed with some of these big stories um, in the news over the last couple of weeks. We had Kavanaugh, and now we have this new Saudi story. We've sort of lost track of the fact that Bob Mueller has been very busy um, working on various investigations. He's apparently spoken to Paul Manafort, Nine times did you read that? I did. I, I've i heard. There now, like, Manafort has now actually moved into Mueller's apartment. <laughs> they're Do, sharing. They're, he, they're like they're binging Netflix together. They're just hanging at this point.
1: Does he still have to wear the ankle bracelet living in yeah, Mueller's?
0: Yeah, he does. He does, and I think that interferes with the remote actually, which is a problem. But they've 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 become. It's sort of like a Felix and Oscar kind of situation. You know, you have Mueller who is very sort of pinstripe suit, and then of course. Um, Manafort now has been reduced to wearing kind of faux ostrich jackets. He had to surrender the actual ostrich jacket. So now he's wearing, he went to like Mm -hmm. um, Century 21 and got kind of a faux ostrich jacket that he's wearing. But the the two of them have gotten very close. But yeah, I mean, clearly one thing that's going on is that um, Mueller is getting very busy because unlike James Comey, he believes in waiting until after the election uh, to wreck everything. Um, so he's he's just very busy working on stuff, and I think for that reason, and also because there's been this kind of dump of information about um, Donald Trump's um, uh, allegedly I guess I have to say that on NPR his allegedly criminal activities with his Trump empire, um, he just decided to send out the National Guard just to protect his accountant's office just in case because when, you know, when the, the New York um, Fed, and the feds moved in on Michael Cohen's office, as you may recall, Brian, that mm-hmm. was an attack on our nation. I mean, there was Pearl Harbor, and then I would say the attack on Michael Cohen's office are the two darkest days in American history. And we just want to prevent something like that from happening
1: again. That sounds prudent. Now, you broke the story yesterday of how Vladimir Putin is furious with the Saudis. Why is oh he so God. angry?
0: It's an international incident, Brian, and again, sort of shocking to me that that I was really the only one who covered this. Um, but you know, he's he's really angry with them for you know using his puppet without first obtaining his permission. You know, he's invested an enormous amount of time and money uh, on this one particular puppet, and it's got to hurt to turn on the TV and see the Saudis hands up this puppet. I mean, I think it's just been very upsetting for him. He apparently. This is all according to my Kremlin sources, which I've got to say are excellent. My Kremlin sources are excellent. But uh, he apparently pulled the TV out of the wall and hurled it across the room. Vladimir Putin is a very, very strong man. You've seen him riding on horseback with his shirt off, wrestling bears. He apparently can just whip a TV out of the wall and throw it across the room, It's the way you and I would, I don't know, open a pack of gum or something. So. So, yeah, he's very upset at the Saudis, and the Saudis are, you know, they, they need to have good relations with Russia. Um, and, you know, it's not, not because they're worried about Russia meddling in their elections, since they, they don't have elections there. But, but he, they've, they've reached out to him in the hopes of, kind of striking some kind of what they're calling a puppet-sharing agreement. Huh. Um, where they, it's sort of like the agreement that the NRA and the Koch brothers have with Paul Ryan, where they share their puppet. You know, they have them for different times of the year, perhaps. Um, but apparently um, uh, Putin is so furious at them, he's saying, "No, no." I think the exact quote was he said, he's my tiny puppet and only I can make him dance. Huh. So Putin yeah. has really turned a cold shoulder on them.
1: Now, Elizabeth Warren released her DNA test and the media has been all over it. But you report that we're ignoring... Trump's DNA test—he took one too.
0: Well, it's a Trump, Brian. It's it's um it's Donald Trump Jr., oh. um, which was interesting. This got really. It's it's again a case of you know the media has. I mean, I don't mean to to diss my my fellow members of the journalism profession, but you know we have such a short attention span. We were so obsessed with Elizabeth Warren and and her um you know her Native American heritage and whether the DNA test was real or not. We didn't pay attention to the fact that, I think this is a bigger story, is that Donald Trump Jr. voluntarily took a DNA test uh, that revealed that he is um, 50% idiot. And I I think some people were speculating which side of the family contributed that 50% um, idiot DNA. But he he actually, you know, you would think somebody would, would get a test like that and would maybe try to sort of shelve it somewhere, wouldn't come out with it, but he actually um, announced it on Twitter. He did in the tweet, he announced he did misspell DNA, uh, but he announced that, um, he was 50% idiot. Mm. And the reason he did this was because he wanted to silence all the haters who've been saying that he was a total idiot. And, you know, 50% for Donald Trump Jr. is a win, I think. And you know, the only thing that was, I, I hate So not to, a,
1: not a total idiot. And it's proven by science.
0: It's proven by science, and this is also a very rare case of, of a Republican really embracing science. So that was also, I thought, a really big news story. Um, but no, he he um, said he's 50% idiot, which he said is, is way less than half. So he's, he's feeling good about it. The only thing that was sort of a dark cloud, and I always hate to be, to rain on someone's parade, but um, genetic scientists were feeling that this, we should just put aside this result. that if you test, you know, Donald Trump Jr. and it comes back that he's anything less but 90% idiot, then it's probably a faulty Mm -hmm. sample or something like that. And
1: and we've just got about a minute left, but uh, is it true that you agreed with Trump about something this week?
0: Yes, a rare occasion. It's like it it does happen every now and then. You know, Trump, um, when he was first being confronted with reporters about this Saudi Arabia story, said, oh my God, you know, here we go again. This is just like the Kavanaugh case all over again. And you know what? I couldn't agree more with Donald J. Trump. It's exactly like the Kavanaugh case. Credible evidence, a lot of denials, and then a phony cover-up slash investigation. So this is one of those rare times where Donald Trump and I are on the same page. So who knows what we might agree on next? Probably not much. But we do agree that this is eerily like the Kavanaugh case.
1: Well, maybe you'll come back on the show the next time you and Donald Trump agree on something. (laughs) That could be a while. (laughs) Andy, thank you very much. That was Andy Borowitz, author of the satirical Borowitz Report. Did I say that was satire? Andy Borowitz, author (laughs) of the satirical Borowitz Report, a mainstay of satire in the New Yorker magazine. Andy, thank you so much.
0: Thanks again, Brian. Thanks for listening to Politics Brief. If you want more, go to wnyc.org/election.